Swede walk into a bar. What followed was a joke. A joke of a podcast, which is what this has become. A joke of a podcast about fantasy, about current affairs, about anything that piques our interest. The only thing that remains constant and true is the fact that we will go off in tangents and potentially 50% of this podcast will not be about fantasy literature. We're a pair of liars is what I'm saying. And the pair of liars are us. I'm Ronan V. And with me as always is Leif Jor. Leif, how are you? I'm fine. What happened to the positive vibe? We're going to change the world, review books, live on the edge. Um, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I found out yesterday that Donald Trump has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> uh, is that true, though? Yeah, it's yeah. 100% true. And to be fair... Um, it doesn't matter. That- Israel and UAE have signed an agreement, yeah. which is insane. Also, that Peace Prize is a joke these days. Anyway, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Probably not to the people who win it. That's because they get money. No, they don't. They do. No. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Not the Peace Prize. I they, think you get I the money for the other stuff, the academic ones. You get. Yeah, maybe. Or they get a sum that they give to something. Maybe. I don't know. Charity or something. Maybe. Maybe. No, no clue. I, okay. Yeah, we don't. All we the don't other have, prizes give money. At should least. have researched this more, really. Yeah. We're still talking about Barack Obama won the Peace Prize before yeah. he had even really started in office, which was a ridiculous one. Yeah. But then that was more of a symbol thing, wasn't it? Didn't the Burmese uh, woman also get it? The Burmese woman. Yeah. The famous Burmese woman. Yeah. Lots of people have got she, it. She uh, lived on an island in seclusion because she spoke up against the military. Sun Kui, you know, something, something like that. And then uh, she joined the... Uh, uh, she created a party the military let her in uh, and then she did not yeah. say anything about the Rohingyas being yeah. murdered oh yeah yeah oh yeah I remember now yeah. yeah yeah. she was under house arrest for like 20 years yeah. so stupid exactly and yeah. her lovers swim to the island in yeah. secret and stuff it was like crazy stories great but, yeah and then I'm, I'm not sure if she got a peace pipe but I think she did potential sure. ethnic cleansing yeah here's the thing well at the same time if she spoke up, she probably would have been shot on the spot. So yeah, yeah. don't then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's ethnicity? Bullshit. No, but what is it like? Uh, what is your ethnicity? Uh, uh, I'm a mixed heritage. No, not you specifically. I mean, what is it? What do you mean? Well, what is? Yeah, ethnicity? but that's what I'm trying to explain. Okay. But you keep interrupting. But no, but, sorry. <laughs> That's my MO, mate. That's yeah. my MO. I asked you a question. No, so it's... And before you've time to respond, I just did it again. Yeah. Um, I'll speak over you. Yeah. Yeah. It's my MO. It's, really <laughs> it's why I'm so endearing. <laughs> what is it? All right. So you have um, heritage. Yeah. Cultural um, things you believe mm. and uh, pass on to your next generation. And then you have a broader sense of the community within the place you live right yeah so there's like different levels of it and um, I think it, ethnicity is the part with the heritage so it's more cultural than yeah. like racial both but yes both but yeah. it's like how you self-identify more than anything yeah and if you is it a religious thing or is that part of it it can be yeah because it doesn't have to be either right yeah. so for instance the um 
the huge difference people do is like uh, American migrants, they very quickly go, I'm an American, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm also uh, Somali, but I'm, I feel American. Yeah. Whereas uh, in Europe, for instance, the same person could go, no, no, no I'm Somali, but I live in yeah Europe, okay right? yeah yeah so uh, then you have a diff uh, differentiation there between how you concede your cultural place mm. your ethnicity and your heritage um and depending on all of those things yeah it, it uh it yeah but then yeah of course there is uh, i come from this uh haplo group or whatever mm. it's called uh, in your uh, uh, DNA and stuff, and Haplo, that's a city in Finland. No, Haplo is a, a base pairing, I think, or something, and uh, that give the you can trace through the DNA, so you can follow Haplo group. H A A P L U. It's a no. place in Finland. Yeah, Haplo. It, yeah, it is a place know. in Finland. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to bet? <laughs> Finnish names is ridiculous. <laughs> it don't mean nothing. Don't, don't bet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You've been there, I know. But you... I, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. I'm not 100%. I never yeah. am when okay. I bet. No. You want to bet? No. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, because you will all cheat out of, work, out, of, out, of your, out of any bet. That's why... I don't cheat, I'm... man. Listen, if I lose a bet... Yeah. I go through on that bet. Yes. But there's some caveats. Yeah. First of all, is there any leeway for you to wiggle out of the bet? No. No. <laughs> what you say is leeway is me going, uh, you know, <laughs> there's a loophole there, but mm-hmm. yeah. No. If I lose a bet, I pay up on the bet. Yeah, that's only if you agree you lose. Well, you got to prove that I've lost. <laughs> you yeah. can't just, yeah. You can have a majority stake here where 10 people go, yeah, Rona no, definitely no, lost this Like bet. that bet. If I go, there's a place in Finland called Haplu, and then spell it, yeah. and you go, no, there isn't, and then yeah. we bet on it, we can just look it up, and yeah. if there is, I win. And then there will be Haplu with an E in the end, and then you go, no, 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 that is the place, and I would go, no, it's not, because there's an E in the end, and you would go, no, 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 that's the place I meant. But it has all the other letters, though, like, yeah, that's the that- point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, well... Uh, God, I, I want to go back to the ethnic thing because it was an argument I was having with somebody mm-hmm. um, the other week. What was the argument? Uh, it was about the Jews and okay. the Holocaust. Yep. I was saying it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> what? I wasn't, I wasn't. Is it too soon? No, I don't know. It's no. not that, but you need to preference that. No, I'm I know. not racist and this is yeah. ridiculous and bullshit. And, yeah. Only make jokes with like that with people who know you. Um, I can read your face and see you. Basically, I was saying it, it was genocide. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't ethnic cleansing. But it was. But it's a religion, not an ethnicity. Okay, so but that's where I go. Uh, it can be so many things. Yeah. So, um, I was saying what happened in Rwanda. That mm-hmm. was ethnic cleansing and genocide. Yeah. So we need to define every word here because my uh, English is not good enough to have the discussion in English. I okay. Think. Okay. So... If you define ethnicity and mm. look it up, and then yeah. define heritage and define religion, mm. and we all go through, um, uh, and also genocide, yeah. then we can decipher this. But mm. I think it's too easy to just throw out words and go, this was, this wasn't. Yeah, uh, I guess thinking about it, if it is genocide, then by its very rationale, it has to be ethnic cleansing. 
Yeah, like you kill enough people and yeah. from the same group, it's gonna be. Anyway, yeah. lighter tone. Um, I do go through my, uh, I do pay up my bets, and I'll tell you how I know this because mm-hmm. um, I'm currently halfway through Gideon the fucking ninth. Why would you? Well, because I lost the bet. What bet? Don't be. Don't be <laughs> I lost the bet, mate. All right. Uh, that author, who I can't remember now, Ben Aronovich. Yeah, the amount had, of books. Uh, has about a thousand books apparently. Yeah. Um, so I lost that bet, and that's fair. So I haven't finished it. So you haven't. Do hoped. you know what? It, do you know what it's literally done? <laughs> For four days after that bet happened, um, I didn't read a book mm-hmm. in four days. I I don't go four days without reading a book. But there was four days <laughs> where I did not read a book just because I knew the book that I had to read was Gideon the fucking ninth. The anticipation of it made it so you didn't want to start it because then it would be over? No, the blurb. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, well, briefly. Yeah. I, I'm only halfway through. Okay. Um, it's quite readable. The okay. author who wrote it mm-hmm. knows how to write. Okay. Like her prose, I think it's a she. I can't remember now. Uh, I think it's one of those. Like You know when you read a book, I think we've said this before, um, sometimes you women write differently or you, you perceive that they do sometimes you read a book mm-hmm. and in your head you're like oh a woman wrote this and maybe that's I never sexist. do that yeah. you don't no so that's uh, I that's why I get surprised most of the time when I see a picture of, yeah. on the cover of the book or something mm. because I look at the name and if it's not 100% this is a male name mm. or this is a female it could be either way for me because I uh, don't yeah, I, I never think about it. Really? At all. Like, it's um, uh, a couple of names that you've said over the couple of podcasts we've done. It's like, huh? Oh, okay, cool. Because I've never... It doesn't no. factor into the story in my way. No, it, like, it doesn't factor into it, but it's just I'm aware of it. Like K.J. Parker, for the longest time, yeah. I thought K.J. Parker was a woman because it read like a female author. Okay, so for me, it was just the name. Yeah. And when I said the name in my head, I'm like, yeah, sure, female. Yeah. Name. But it could as easily have been anything else. It was just the first thing I saw and thought, and mm. I never thought about it again. It, the flip side of that is Robin Hobb. Yeah. For the longest time, mm. I thought Robin Hobb was a dude. Yeah, same. But, but whenever I was reading the text, I was like, God, for a dude, he writes like a woman. I I, know, I can't explain it. I yeah, really yeah, can't. Maybe yeah. it's sexist, whatever. <laughs> but genuinely, yeah. like uh, so, Gideon the Ninth. I cannot remember the author. Mm-hmm. I can look it up. Should oh. I? I don't know. It you is look a, it up. Okay. But, it's a hype book. People like it a lot, apparently. Okay. Um, I'd say the prose is good. Um, the uh, it reads very well. What's about the world building? <sighs> It's such a weird thing. Tamsin Muir. Uh, it's a woman. Tamsin <laughs> is a woman's name. Um, unless you're a dude with Tamsin as a... Know, maybe. My practically not... Uh, I, I brother-in-law. Could... Uh, I have a girlfriend, not married, but okay. brother-in-law, whatever. Um, is called Marion. And he is a manly man. But with a very girly name. Hope he doesn't listen to this because he's, he's, he's a tough, like, Czech lad. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the world... How do I sum it up? What is it about? So basically, it's a weird thing. You've read Dune, right? Yeah. For whatever reason, 
This book reminded me of like a shitty Dune. Well, that's kind of high praise. But, but Dune is like well known but, as... But not though. Like it, it's basically ruling houses okay. and I think they rule planets, mm-hmm. but it, it's... The world building is not good. Okay. Because it's, it's a very... What's the word? It's a very self-contained, initially. Mm. Um, it's about different ruling houses, basically, and they're coming together because mm. the emperor, blah, blah, is going to choose a new but it successor. But space. It's a space story. But, but it, it's still it, fantasy. It is, but it doesn't really feel like space because okay. it feels very enclosed, and then they talk about a ship, like okay. a spaceship. Yeah. But then there's swords and necromancy. So is that like Dungeons & Dragons uh, no, it, spaceship it, that I hated? <laughs> it feels like June, but not... Not really. Okay. Like, it, it's a weird thing. Like, sorry, I, I'm struggling with this one. Because here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a decent book. You're reading it. Um, and then, and it's in the blurb. Mm-hmm. She talks about her dirty mags. Okay. Magazines. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, why? Yeah, like, why? There's no fucking point for your dirty magazines. Not only that, mm-hmm. but you haven't explained to me um, how printing presses work here. Yeah, yeah. And if it is a space-going race, why there's still dirty, bloody magazines? <laughs> also, when you're talking about the first place where they are, mm-hmm. which is um, getting of the ninth, it's the ninth house, yeah. and they deal with necromancy, whatever. Yeah. But when you're talking about that, everything that I get from that is it's like a citadel. Yeah. And that's it. Like you don't you don't tell me how they make their money, mm. and maybe it comes later. Maybe I just haven't got there yet. And fair enough. I'll hold my hand up. The world building is shit. Like, I like the, I like some of the characters. Mm. I like how it's written. I like the description. As I said the prose is decent, mm. but then you have the dirty magazine and the world building is not good. Uh, to me, it sounds like I have no idea because I haven't read this mm. book. But it sounds like the oh, then your opinion matters. Yes, sounds like the uh, Lord of the Rings scene where the guy skates down the stairs or whatever it is I don't know in the battle like or is it the classic Hobbit where he um, describes something as a runaway train yeah maybe and you're like like, you don't have trains it doesn't uh, you're taking me out of it yeah exactly it doesn't make sense Mm. right like we're uh, are you gonna do an ollie now yeah like it doesn't Mate, make sense. Completely agree. If you removed the space aspect of... And again, I haven't finished the book. Mm. Um, maybe I'm not even halfway. Maybe it's a quarter, but it feels like I'm half. Um, if you removed the space aspect, mm. and it was literally that's their citadel or town or whatever, I think this is a better book. Okay. If you got rid of the fucking dirty mag, and I don't... I For the life of me. Because yeah. there's other ways... It's basically about this uh, Gideon yeah. person, girl who doesn't want to be she's a foundling hmm. placed in the house of the ninth whatever brought up she hates them all she wants to get out um, and it's about her and like she's a bit of a rebel hmm. and whatever and they hate the fact that she likes dirty mags or at least one of the characters does but it's like why why the dirty mags and I appreciate it makes a good freaking blurb it makes a good you know hmm. line you know, Gideon wants to see the stars with her sword. Uh, she wants to get out of the house with her sword and a dirty mag. Fantastic. So, is it edgy? No. Like, like, like it, the blurb sounds edgy. Gideon has a sword, some dirty magazines, and yeah. no more time for the undead. That's it. That's right? the, that sentence makes me not want to read it. Precisely. 
But if you get rid of the dirty mag there and replace it with something else, like Maybe. it's it, if you that what you that sentence reads mm. like teen fiction. Yeah, it does. But it's not teen fiction. Like it's right. it's better than that line. Is it in the same line as? Uh, uh, comedic things? No, it's it's not funny. Okay, it's not comedic. That that's the dirty mag thing. Yeah, makes you and you haven't read any. Yeah. Um, Tim Holt, which is the KJ yeah, yeah. Parker, um, uh, that kind of. Like, but it, it's not that. I'm thinking Shaun of the Dead, like yeah. a play on play, right? Uh, it's not that. Yeah. Um, it takes itself quite seriously, mm. I think. But again, I'll speak about it more. Should we stop speaking about it? I think you should read the second book. I have to lose a mighty old fucking bet. I'm not betting anymore. But generally, I'll come back to it when I've finished it. Okay. But this is just my initial impression. Yeah. And to let you know that I've got the dirty mag. Yeah. Why? Why? It's annoying when there's things in books where you go, oh, I like some aspects. Yeah. And it's good enough to be, I want to read it. Yeah. Right? And then there's like things that, like nails in the eye. Yeah. He was like, what's this? No, not this again. Mate, we talked about it last time mm. on the last podcast, The Sour Sir. Yeah. And I don't want to get into it again. <laughs> but if she's a fucking sorcerer, call her a fucking sorcerer. Sorry, I'm swearing a lot, man. Yeah. Got a potty tongue. But apparently, people who swear more are more trustworthy. What? More honest, apparently. Are more intelligent. I can't remember. Why the fuck would you say that? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, what have you been reading? All right, I've got another book. Shall I go another book? I take one and then you take one. Or can I go? No, fine, fine. That's okay. fine. Can I want to talk about another book? That's fine. You do, <laughs> buddy. Okay, what do you got, buddy? <laughs> all right. So, what fantasy book have you been reading? No fantasy yeah, at all. Asshole, I um, wanted to relax. I, I have an on and off relationship with fantasy lately. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I think I'm getting tropey, tired, or something. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, and then um, I went into another trope instead oh good uh, relaxing detective novels that are all the same and formulaic yeah um, and so I've been reading two of those in the Harry Bosch universe mm. I think it's a TV show on Amazon now too. oh yeah yeah oh sorry mm. sorry yeah. I, I interrupt you way too much <laughs> I apologize because um, did I ever tell you that a, mm. a friend of mine is an author okay. uh, Kat- Katrina King I say yeah. it's one of those like I think friend. you mentioned it once yeah, yeah. Uh, so she's like on book 15 but um, she booked me in one of her books once as, a, as a, a grumpy man as a villain ah of like course. a Makes sense. psychopathic Ooh. hacker villain Did, she knows you well then right yeah yeah. mad into the hacking yeah but uh, my uncle yeah. uh, I've got an uncle who lives in uh, where does he live now in the states okay but he messaged me one day mm. and he other people he's like oh no I was reading this detective book and there's a guy in it with the exact same name as you and I was like oh who's the author and he's like Katrina King and I was yeah. like oh. I was like yeah she's a friend of mine nice and yeah she put me in so yeah. should I read those books one she's a friend of mine I'm not gonna get into it uh, alright alright I'm gonna add it to one to read at least yeah just read I'll, I'll send you actually the one okay. that I'm in because is it freestanding right uh, yeah like you don't need to know but okay. um, they're well written well written books yeah. um, they're all set in Belfast and if you've ever lived in Belfast it's so nice okay. it, I don't know if you've ever read a book uh, you wouldn't because you're in Sweden and no books are written about Sweden yeah but it's really cool when you're in a city that's you been can, written about and you're yeah, like you know the things. I know it yeah, yeah. okay I got decent reviews Katrina King. Yep. Yeah. But I only found two books, so I'm not sure it's her. It's not her. I don't know. No, no, uh, that's okay. not her. No, it's a Catriona. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then you have to send me a Kindle. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's fine. It's right. fine. She self-publishes. Right, like she got published a couple of times, and yeah. then was just like, I can just do this. Yeah. So she does it herself. So good for her. That, it's amazing that a platform has uh, developed the way it has mm. now. And um, get a lot of shit fantasy books though. Yes, you can tell about a Cantrell. Cantrell, you quite like him. Who? Sebastian Cantrell. Oh yeah, I yeah. like those books. Yeah. yeah, I definitely like those books. Yeah, go. Um, what was it called? Uh, something. Emperor's cloak or something. Emperor's blades. Emperor's cloak. Something like a blade. Yeah, cloak. Or I think cloak. Yeah. Yeah. Might be. Yeah. Anyway, I read the um, the Harry Bosch books, and yeah. I'm, I'm on book thirteen, starting on fourteen, and I think it's like. I don't know, 10 more books before I'm caught Wait, up. Wait, you're on book 13, starting on book 14. Yeah. So you've read two books, and you're going in reverse order. Yeah, I skipped a book. This is so <laughs> annoying. Uh, okay, so I read 13 books, and I missed book 11. Mm. Okay. And, oh, okay. Yeah. And so you're on to the 13th book you've read, but it's book 14, and you missed one. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, in all the books he's written, he yeah. never spoils the previous story. He mentioned things mm. and like the characters come and go and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But in book thirteen, he spoils book eleven. <laughs> and then uh, when I went back, I was like, "Oh, I missed book eleven. I need to read book eleven yeah. too." No, right away I knew what was going to happen. Ah, oh, shit! It was ridiculous. I never uh, like it was horrible. I'm like, mm, okay, so I have to skip a book. <laughs> Anyway, it's um, um, they're very um, rewarding in the payoff. Yeah, okay. Like all detective novels are kind of when everything comes together. Yeah, you solve the case, whatever. Um, and uh, they're pretty good. Uh, and then I also read Mister Mercedes. Oh, okay, okay. Who is the exact same type of book, but Stephen King it, version. You didn't read it. No, I you listened. I listened to it in audiobook, and that was horrifying. Yeah, okay, because Mr. Yeah. Mercedes is, let's say, deeply disturbed. Yeah, and um, in a king kind of way. Yeah, and uh, he pushes the boundaries a bit more than the Michael Connolly, who writes the Harry Bosch books. Yeah, and uh, Stephen King. Listening, Mr. Mercedes, isn't it? What? Stephen King. Mr. Mr. Mercedes, Mercedes yeah. Yeah, yeah. And listening to the inner monologue of Mr. Mercedes on an audio track is not... Like, if you read that in a book, you would yeah. go, okay, crazy, crazy, skip. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in an audiobook, you have to listen to all the crazy things yeah. he says in your head. Okay. Uh, and that was not pleasant. Uh, because he describes the things you want to do, and it's not... Okay. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time... It's uh, it was only a part of the book, and once you got past it, it was better. So, and it was actually a pretty good book. Okay, I'm going to recommend it to me. The Mr. Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, recommend it to everybody? I think so. I think the okay. latest Stephen King books have been better and better and better. Okay. That's the Institute was really good. Uh, Mr. Mercedes was good. The Eleven something sixty three or whatever it yeah. is. The Kennedy one was good. Um, I'm a big Stephen King fan, man. No, I'm not I, a big fan. I loved Stephen King when I was eleven. I read my first, I think. Okay. Uh, maybe ten, and it was one of the first instances of magic for me. Okay. So Firestarter. Uh, I read Firestarter when I was really young, and he paints a pretty picture, and she has ESP and can start fires, right? Yeah. 
And for me, that was mind blowing. I had not read any oh, okay, almost okay. any fantasy yeah. before then, <clears throat> and uh, that was awesome. And I was I thought it was the coolest thing ever. But yeah, I was tiny. My problem with Stephen King was my mother had read all Stephen King, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, my really Stephen King," and she was like, "Well, the problem with Stephen King is the fact that." All the stories are the same. A group of people come together in a small American town. One of them has godlike powers, and they fight evil. And that I, was true before, not yeah. now. Oh, sure, but this was yeah. like my mother's old, yeah. and this was a long time ago. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I read one of his books and went, oh, that's that's what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was a bit down. Yeah. And I didn't like the Dark Tower series. No, I haven't even read them because I yeah. hate cowboys. Oh. Okay. Good for you. I don't... It's never been interested okay. in that period of time at all. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, except for Deadwood. Deadwood's cool. Okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm definitely recommending it. I'm probably going to read book two and three mm. uh, of the Bill Hodges trilogy. Uh, just to see what happens. So, yeah. And who but, is Mr. Mercedes? The main evil protagonist. Is his surname Mercedes? No, he's been called that by the media. Ah, is he a serial killer? Does he kill people in a Mercedes? Yes. (laughs) Interesting, interesting. I thought it was a Mercedes. No, I Hmm? didn't. Yeah. I've seen the TV show. Uh, Ah, okay. Would you recommend that? The TV show? Hmm? Man, it has Brendan Gleeson in it. Who? Brendan Gleeson is an Irish actor. Everything he's in, he's gold. Okay. He's gold. I'd recommend anything that guy ever does. Doesn't do bad stuff. Um, yeah, I would. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Um, so no fancy. What you've been reading? Uh, <laughs> so I've, I've been plowing through. Although I, I'm not sure I'll finish it, but I don't think it's the sort of book you need to finish. Mm. You can come back to it. Um, Simon Anholt, the Good Country Equation. Okay. So he's the guy who came up with the Country Brand Index. Mm-hmm. which is basically treating a country like a brand and indexing it, like which country comes first in certain things. Yeah. But treating them like companies, essentially. Yeah. Um, I used to work in marketing, and we used to get this uh, on a yearly basis uh, when it was published and we'd go through it and whatever. I didn't realize he did it as a altruistic sort of countries can be better. And I'm showing that's why he did this. It wasn't a marketing practice. Yeah, yeah. In, in essence, he was like, countries, you're doing this bad, mm-hmm. you can do better. Because yeah. a large part of it is... Just being able to put it up yeah. front and see. So it's countries rank other countries. Okay. Hmm. So it's um, how do Mexicans view the US? Okay. How does how do Danes view Sweden? Oof. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> and, it, like, yeah, and in the good country equation, he goes on more about it. And okay. one of the things was... With Mexico and the US, mm. the Mexicans, US has never really looked upon Mexico that favorably. Okay. But Mexico used to look upon US quite favorably, like yeah. more than you would imagine going okay. by media. Mm. But since Donald Trump, like um, I think, how do you look upon US? Mm. The US was like, uh, I think it was like 12th country okay. out of X amount. Mm. Um, and now it's bottom. Mm. Uh, since Trump so it's that kind of thing no wonder no 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 there's no like a a large part of the book is like well yeah logic but it's it's that sort of thing where it's like yeah we all know it but until it's written down and somebody's actually produced facts you can't empirically say yeah it's all hearsay and like well yeah 
of course um the irish historically hate the english which actually isn't true really anymore um it, it's more of a jokey thing but you know yeah. that type of thing that stereotype yeah um but actually backing it up with figures and then you can go well yeah that is true because we, where do you get his figures from um uh, so sample groups the same sort of people uh, who do polling and things how big sample groups it depends because um, he started off quite small yeah. and obviously the more companies that got involved in this the more countries that got involved right. it's grown so typically I think it's like a 2000 mm. sample group but they take it from the entire diaspora 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 yeah yeah so all age ranges all incomes mm. so it, it's a good sample size and of course the country's a bit bigger a little bit bigger the problem with the book is it's a good book mm-hmm. and a lot of his ideas are good. Sounds dry. It's not that, man. It's A lot of it is, um, I don't want to come across as amazing, uh-huh. but I did this amazing thing uh-huh. and no, no, I'm not amazing, you know, but you know, it's a <laughs> lot uh, of that yeah, yeah. self aggrandization, yeah. but also I don't think he means it. Because he seems like a genuinely, I want the world to be better. Yeah, yeah. And we can be better. It doesn't seem like this book is a marketing tool for himself. Okay. But it also, that's the way it comes across. Okay. But well, it's good. it's just you reading into it? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, but it's, it, it's good. It's good. Did you learn something you couldn't have learned by his, just an article about it? Mm, no, it, it reads, um, I don't know if you've ever read, um, I, there's a number of columnists I like. Mm-hmm. And occasionally they'll release a book and it's basically just a compilation of all their columns mm. together. It reads like that. It reads like okay. he's been writing columns for The Independent or something. Okay. And then all together, because it's like lots of little stories. Yeah. Like I went to Australia, I spoke to the Australian government, I did mm. this, but they could have done this. Okay. Um, the main takeaway from it is uh, short-termism. Yeah. The problem with governments is they don't worry so much about the country they worry about getting into power next time. Yep. And that's why we need dictators. Yeah, a benign dictator, absolutely. <laughs> but that, that, that's the takeaway. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's not its not a massive revelation. No. Of course it isn't, because we all know that is a fundamental problem of democracy, mm. um, is the fact that, as I just said, parties, they're only in there for four or five years. Yep. So the majority of that is planning how they can get back in. I think it's uh, interesting now where one of the founding principles of democracy is that if you lose, you, no matter how angry you get, mm. you accept the loss and walk away. Mm. And that might not happen in the next election in the US. It's going to be interesting, buddy. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. That is basically... Just to be found, clear, the, though. The, the, without that, it doesn't function. Yeah. Just to be clear, if he loses, though, you lose your bet. It's not whether or not he leaves... <laughs> just to be clear no, I can no, no. see yourself this trying to loophole. Squir- <laughs> no, I can see yourself trying to preemptively squirm your way out of that if he's still in the White no, House no, no. I win no if he loses <laughs> for those who don't know we have a bet whereas I put uh, well let me put this in, in another okay. way um, so we had a bet uh, I bet on the behalf of um, Hope why, why, why does always you come out in the top here I don't mind like- you, you voted you bet on Donald Trump because it was the logical thing to do. He was leading and had a... Um, uh, historically, it's uh, very common for the... Incumbent. Incumbent to yeah. stay on. And there was this bet was made pre-corona. Right. Where he went nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but he might still win and it's yeah, yeah. we'll see but, but a bet is yeah who's gonna be winning biden or trump yeah the bet was who wins yeah not who stays in office no 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 if you're in the office even no. if you lose i win no that just means you're he's a bad loser yeah he's lost no 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 he's still running if the country. biden wins the popular vote he wins never do a bet with ronan this is what this will happen bullshit <laughs> don't do one with life uh <laughs> Where he's actively hoping that even if Donald Trump loses, uh, he stages some sort of military coup and stays in power. A couple power. of media pundits that I follow has started warning for yeah. revolt and uh, unrest on the streets because there's a scenario where... So at the moment, um, Trump is down by, I think, double digits yeah. in most places. Yeah. And... Um, uh, but I think more of the Democratic voters will mail in their vote. Yeah. It's so there might be a scenario Jesus where Christ. Trump will win yeah. on the election day. And when all the votes are counted that are mm. mailed in, he will lose. Yeah. But won't accept that loss. And they will go to court. And we won't have a president until next year, mm. 2021. And that interim time yeah. will be a shit show where yeah. you might see the beginnings of a civil war and that's ridiculous that that's because the people that could who, happen yeah because yeah. i think it's still a, a off chance low percentage yeah but the people on either side have guns that that's yeah. a problem and then you don't you can't can't make them back down as easily right yeah. uh, that, that's the same problem it was um uh, uh, we don't want to wear masks or something. Mm. People that were demonstrating and walking around with guns into the Capitol building, yeah, because the cops don't want to escalate, so they can't stop them until it becomes actively dangerous. It's ridiculous. Isn't like I'm sure there are gun owners out there who are sensible and law-abiding and just use them for hunting or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the simple fact is, if you can't trust everybody. You can't trust everybody. Get rid of guns. It's it's absurd. But then you end up with China, India, uh, in the mountainous regions. You still have an army, mate. Yeah, and they kill each other with sticks and stones and push each other and push yeah, each other off the mountain. It makes mountain. it a bit easier having an whatever an AK forty seven or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's, it's kind of cool that they both sides did not bring guns. Who? India and China. Oh, okay. There were shots fired. Yeah, that was later. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, the world. Anyway, what are we talking about this week? Oh, I've got another book. Ah, a book. Um, so this is a weird one. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's not a weird one. It's just, um, I think we were talking last week about female authors. Okay. And how you know they're female authors. Fucking, my female authors, fine. One of my favorite female authors of all time is mm -hmm. Catherine Kerr. Okay, yeah. The Devere Cycle. Mm -hmm. Have you ever read it? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Okay, massive fan. Mm -hmm. She's great. Another female... I read the first four or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 15. Yeah. And then she's just released, or I think it was a while ago, mm -hmm. but I finally got around to it. Um, Karen Miller is another female author. Don't who, like. Right? I liked her first couple of books. Innocent Mage and something yeah. Mage. Yeah. I was a fan initially. Why? Be quite decent. No. A anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same sort of trope. I this doesn't happen all the time. It's happened in this book. Uh, mm -hmm. The Sword of Fire, Catherine Kerr. It's the Justice War, I think it is. Yeah. Um, 
she's basically she's going back to Deverry, mm-hmm. her original thing. Yep. But it's a number of years in the future. It follows two women, um, Davina and Alicia. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of this book. My God, I freaking hate the two lead characters, the two women. Why? Um, it's the same thing with the Karen Miller done. Um, it's that. It's hard to describe because I'm a man, <laughs> but it's like um, all men yeah. are fucking idiots, yeah. apart from these two women, and men are just controlled by their dicks, and okay. they're just I get they're it. So it becomes uh, uh, single-minded, but in the opposite. Yeah, way. and I. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you can be upset about is she that. Making because a point for for that? No, because like, like she's written so many books and so many strong female mm-hmm. characters who aren't just annoying harpies. Harpies, that's the word. <laughs> and you know, fine, whatever. Email me. Is I, it a I science of the times though? No, no, it isn't. Because you can write a strong female character who's yeah, just a strong female character. Yeah. That's fine. But when you have, uh, I don't want to say Harridan. Mm. Karen Miller did it. Like where they just became little harridans who just complained and just were like you're mm. terrible people. So I, I read fantasy for action. I want them to be heroes. I want them yeah. to do decisive things. Right. Not gossip and complain. That's that's it. That's yeah. what Karen. Maybe it isn't. Is it Fiona McIntosh? That and I them being male or female doesn't account yeah. for that. I just want. Uh, a good uh, character so well the tropes that I like are basically there's a greater evil uh, tiny Goliath uh, tiny David versus Goliath yeah. need to stop the greater evil absolutely be a hero do the heroic yeah. thing make a band of people probably all one of each character type yeah. and then go get go get it right have you seen that um, is it Family Guy who did it I can't remember, but it was like um, a piss take of the new Phantom Menace when it came out, and it was I basically seen, like the latest. It could have been South Star Park. Wars. I can't remember. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter. I've seen those, but it's basically the new Star Wars uh, were basically they're in the Senate and they're just mm. arguing about trade regulations, okay. and that's not what people signed up for Star Wars for. <laughs> they want Jedi's and lightsaber battles and shit. But you have three hours of Star Senate Wars battles. Anyway, <laughs> arguing about trade disputes and stuff. Yeah. And that's not what people want. The sort of fire is that mm-hmm. it's like a little, there's a little bit of action, a little bit of action, mm-hmm. but mostly, uh, basically, it's the common trope, the commoners against the lords. Mm-hmm. It's the sort of turn of the century. The commoners want more power. The lords are saying you can't have it because God has willed it. But then the commoners find a little bit of paper that say, well, actually, we had this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the lord's like, well, you prove it. And they're like, okay, we will. So they go off on like a little treasure hunt, but there's lots of uh, politics involved. So None it, of it's that interesting. If I want to read a story like that, yeah, you read a story about a real union rebellion thing, yeah, and then you actually get a cool historic lesson and you get a real story. See, I, I don't mind it. But in a fantasy setting, nah. I don't mind it because like, George R. R. Martin does that a little bit. Where it's like, there's a lot of politics involved. There's a lot of machinations involved. Yeah, but there's there's also actions. More there does. Actions. You have to have more. <laughs> yeah. In this, there's yeah. too much of it. Like, yeah. Just not enough happens. And she'd started to do it like, in her last couple of books in the Devery cycle, okay. I noticed. Mm. Where it was more just the machinations, not enough action. Just rolling the and ball it, forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was so disappointed in this book. I wouldn't recommend it to you, Leif. 
This is. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. This is, and I love Catherine Kerr. I've uh, lately, I read less fantasy now mm. than I used to. I still read, uh, I don't know, yeah. 10, 15 books a year or something. Yeah. But it used to be 40. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's too many semi-good books where yeah. I might as well read uh, the best sci-fi book yeah. ever because I haven't read those before. But is right? that because you've read all the good ones? Maybe. And now you're just waiting. Yeah. Yeah, and like the Rage of Dragons, that yeah. was um, one of the best new books that come out in like what ten years? Yeah, or something. Which one was like Rage that. of Dragons? The uh, the guy that um, oh the your lad who no wait what which one is it? It's your guy who went into the demon world yeah. to become better swordsman. Yeah, that was bloody good. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. When's the sequel coming out? Soon. Oh, okay, really cool. soon, like nice. in. A month or right. so. Joe Abercrombie's in the books out soon. Can't you just release it now? I haven't read like his last five books. Oh, I love Joe Abercrombie. Yeah. Anyway, Catherine Kerr, um, Swords of, Sword of Fire. The two protagonists are just, they're super annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just not good. And Catherine Kerr can write amazing. Like, um, oh God, what's her, what's her name? Like, uh, ah, it's gone. It's gone from mm-hmm. my head. Basically, through that entire series, yeah. it's strong female characters. She writes them beautifully. Yeah. These two are just <laughs> like, just, you know, all men are stupid. We're smart and fine. But no, I, I, I really did. Most disappointing book I've read this year. Really? Yeah, because I, I love Catherine Kerr. Okay. I'm a big fan. And this has disappointed me. You let me down, buddy. You let me down. I think the I'm I'm starting to think like what's the worst book I read this year? It's hard. It's not the worst book I've read, mm. but it's the most disappointing. Okay, I've yeah. read some <laughs> reading Gideon in the ninth man. <laughs> Maybe read that. It's fine. So life this week, yeah, we're gonna delve a little bit, just a little bit, like dip our toes in, no more. Okay, just is just that even tip. possible? Just a tip. Uh, magic systems. Okay. And not, not so much, like, we're not going to talk about every magic system there's ever been. Yeah. You've got one or two, I've got one or two. I got zero. But, I'm gonna sp- <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to speak in general terms about what kind of things I like when it comes to magic. Okay. And not like. Okay. That's not what we discussed, but cool. Yeah. Uh, no, that's cool, man. That's not what we discussed. No, because... That's fine. Going off script. Isn't that what I always do? Well, you know, tangential tie tried <laughs> fine, but also, anyway. Well, I've got a couple of magic systems right. that I really like, mm-hmm. which are a bit different. Yeah, but that's okay. So, what's your favorite sort of mag- magic system? Why would you say sword? Well, just like in general, okay. magic system that you like. Uh, so, in gen- if you sorry, <laughs> I asked him a question. He started to respond, <laughs> and I went straight back in. Classic Ronan. Yeah, come on, mate. Uh, by that I mean if you're reading a fantasy book yeah what sort of magic involvement do you want as little as possible same yeah absolutely the same I want it to be there yeah I want it to be in the background mm. if there's a uh, I don't want it to be overpowering I'd rather yeah. have like a trickster magic thing that does very tiny things but gives them that slight edge if you yeah. use it clever um, or I like the traditional Dungeons and Dragons I throw a fireball and that's it basically mm, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Because that can also be used in clever ways because yeah. it's so well known. But here's what I want to talk about mag magic systems in general. And that's, okay. There should always be a cost. Yes, that is, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of new fantasy doesn't have cost. Jenny Lyons. They just have powers. Yeah. They're like superheroes. Yeah. And there's not, uh, oh, I got a little bit tired. Oh, I drink an energy drink and now I can throw hundreds more meteor spells. Yeah, sure. It, it doesn't make uh, sense. So, uh, and what you do is, uh, in the Dungeons & Dragons world, is you give it, um, you have this amount of spell slots until you sleep or you need reagents or you need yeah, okay. yeah. something to limit the power of yeah. the mage, right? Uh, for instance, in Dragonlance, you have a super overpowered mage, mm -hmm. but he's so frail that he can't yeah, use sure. it almost ever. It's destroyed him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whenever he uses Dracelin, he um, uh, gets uh, enfeebled for a while. Yeah, yeah. And, stuff. And, and that makes more sense and it uh, makes it an interesting plot device. And I like that. Um, same then recently there's been a lot of magic systems that have a let's say science base or something to make it more interesting and different okay so uh, Brandon Sanders does a lot of these things right he has a built system and he's a magic yeah. system god he uh, is Brandon, he creates a new one for every book series yeah and they're all fantastic yes but it doesn't mean I like them yeah mm hmm because the same thing there like he has a clever idea mm -hmm. plays with it but goes too far you think sometimes uh, but i at, at, at the same time i haven't read all his books but i tried um what's the new uh, uh huge series he's doing uh the way of kings way of kings shards i, I started reading that book mm. and right away hated the magic system really i i that magic system's good. Probably later on. Yeah. But in the beginning, it's ridiculous, and they are superheroes. I, I might as well really? be reading the X-Men. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I can see that point, but yeah. So, I... I um, but at the same time, this is a preference for me. So, sure. I, I almost always like coming-of-age stories yeah. or growing into your powers. Mm. Um, school environments monasteries uh, something teachy yeah 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 to build up the power that's the whole first book in my opinion almost always yeah, it yeah. makes it awesome um, mm. um because then you can justify the increase in power right yeah, okay but when books start out guns blazing and fireball throwing i'm like eh. Yeah. And then where do you go from there, right? Absolutely. Um, and especially if there's no cost. And what Sanderson does is sometimes is he introduces a cool, different system that's never been done before, mm -hmm. kind of. But it's powers, man. It's basically X-Men's. I don't know. It depends which one you're talking about. Definitely not the Mistborn series. No, that's the one I like. Yeah, because that's good. Yeah. Um, as for the shards, you do learn later on that there is a cost. Five books down the line. Well, you know, there's <laughs> a payoff there. There's a payoff. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. So what's your good systems then? Well, very much similar to you. I like a magic system that is in the background and mm. isn't the main player. Mm. So like that's why I love Joe Abercrombie. There's yeah. magic in his books and it pops up every now and again. But the cost is very high. It's not really worth it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's also a reason why I, I, I really love Discworld. 
and Rinswind is brilliant. Yeah. Rinswind's a magician. He's a terrible magician. He has one spell stuck in his head, but that spell's so big that he can't have any other spells. Yeah. So what do you do? You're a magician who can't do any spells. And that's awesome. And that's a plot mm. device. That's cool. So, you know, that that's... that's You know, look at people I like. You know, like David Gemmell, my favorite. His magic is almost non-existent uh, for a large part. You know, he's the Sips or Sea Stones or whatever. I won't get into David Gemmell. Not again. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm impressed. That was the shortest Gemmell spiel I've heard you ever say. Well, and it was only five sentences. I, I, I can get into it. Yeah. Um, there's two magic systems which I'm going to talk about, uh, which I love. One, uh, David Farland, the Rune Lords. Mm-hmm. You must know David Farland, the Rune Lords. Let me, let me look up the cover. Okay. Uh, the Sum of All Men, things like that. The Wimlord, Wimlord, or whatever you can say. It doesn't ring a bell at all. Okay. Um, it's basically... So, if mm, I can... Oh, I haven't read them, I think. No, you should. Mm. So, basically, there's two different types of magic in his thing. Okay. There's the Elementals, or Earth Wardens, mm. which basically your four main Earth, Wind, Fire, and Water mm. mages who just have that in them. Okay. And they control the elements, but it's done in a really good way. Mm. Like, and there's a serious cost there. Like, uh, water mages um, eventually turn into carp. What? Uh, it, it works. It would be better if they eventually drown. It works in the book. All right. Why, why turn them into fish? Anyway, it works <laughs> in the book. Okay. Uh, but then the main thing is blood metals. Wait, wait, wait. Wouldn't it be better if they drown? Eventually you will drown? They turn into fish, mate. Like, just, <laughs> just deal with it. Um, basically, the other one is Rune Lords, okay. um, where you have Rune Lords and Dedicates. Um, and it's they found this uh, mysterious metal, mm. which can transfer uh, Property. essence okay. from one person to another. So sight, smell, okay. voice, will, different things like that. But it, it's done in such a... It, the magic is such an intrinsic part of the world that you have this... Um, so rune lords, mm. they have dedicates. But then other people have ass- assassins mm. to assassinate the dedicates, so you lose that power. So the rune lords have to then build massive keeps for their dedicates and put rune lords in front of them. Kind of sounds interesting, but at the same time sounds bad. But also the dedicates, um, they have to willingly give it up to them. So you can't I, coerce some, somebody. sounds familiar. Right? You can't Maybe coerce somebody and do it. But what you can do mm. is you can get like a couple of uh, hits of glamour okay. and voice mm. so then you can say to somebody oh you should give that to me and then they go oh of course I will because <laughs> you're glamorous yeah. and your voice is amazing um, and I love it it works so well it gets a bit ridiculous towards the latter half of the series and we're still waiting on the final book about 20 reckon, years later I recognize the 8th book's cover Chaos Bound yeah, yeah. and I can't it's a very generic cover. Yeah, no, but I, I like yeah. really recognize that. Uh, but I, I've probably seen it in a shop or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's done very well. Okay. Like there's giant freaking ants and stuff as well and blah, blah, blah. But the concept of the magic mm-hmm. and the fact that the the way it's so intrinsic intrinsic to the world yeah, is brilliant. Like you're endowed with these things. Yeah. So like um, you're brawn. It can get endowed with brawn, but mm-hmm. it means the dedicate loses their brawn. Okay. So they become feeble and you got to take care of them. Mm. So like only the rich can really afford this. I'm pretty sure I've read one of these books. You will have done. Like yeah. you can't read fantasy for as long as you have and not yeah. read one of these. But it, it must have been like in the 90s or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. How was this released? 
it, it it's it's very well done. Yeah, ninety nine. Um, I like it, but also if you have massive brawn, it mm. doesn't mean your bones are better. Mm. So you need like an element of grace to use your brawn better. So yeah. you have to be balanced. Okay. And it, it it's just done very well. Mm. Um, big fan, big fan. Um, that's the Rune Lords. Uh, okay. David Farland. David Farland, please, for the love of God, release the final book. Nope. <laughs> it's been like freaking 20 years or something stupid right. uh, the next one um, and this is the one I, I think I think you might find this one interesting okay uh, is Blake Charlton who and uh, the Spellright series oh yeah I, uh, I have that on my Kindle I think. okay it's I, I read it years ago mm. and I don't even think I finished the series because I think I was waiting for another book mm. and then I just kind of forgot about it but I, I'm going to go back to it um, it's it's interesting in the fact that basically wizards or whatever or yeah. spell rites, um, they manifest spells in their on their flesh, yeah, and then cast them from their flesh, yeah. But the thing with this is, um, and there's there's a prophecy because of course there is for this lad Nicodemus Well, mm. um, who will save them from a catastrophe whereby everybody will lose all language. Okay. But the problem is Nicodemus Well, this prophesied person. Um, is dyslexic uh-huh. so he's a wizard but everything he manifests or every now and again he can't be sure mm-hmm. um, could be spelt wrong mm. uh, cacography or something it's called mm. and if you cast the wrong spell it has unintended consequences yeah. so he can't be Okay. this thing uh, in Dungeons and Dragons one of my favorite things is wild magic right? just because it is it's just a nice plot thing he just want to throw a fireball and all of a sudden your pants are on fire yeah. right and uh, and as I was saying before uh, my other favorite spells are cantrips okay yeah because they don't do enough yeah but they still do smart things if you yeah. use it well right there's a good series of books I say good like mm. they're not good I, I read them years ago um, but my parents bought them for me because mm. uh, it's about a barbarian called Ronan <laughs> I think they've gone out of print years ago. But in there, there's a ineffective... Um, their magic is basically you pray to a god, mm-hmm. and the god can grant your... They grant wishes to... Or whatever, mm. to people who pray to them. But you have to be a certain type of mage to pray to them, if you get with me, because you okay. can connect to them. Yep. But there's this mage... Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. And we just tried a whiskey, and... Whew, that burns. Yeah. Um, it's almost 60%. That's why. Jesus, all right. <laughs> so basically, this guy will pray, and but he's terrible at it. So he always prays to the wrong god. Okay. So like he'll pray for you for good health, and you'll die. He said... Yeah, okay. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. it is fun. Yeah. But then he, he quickly realizes, because he's not stupid, he's like, oh, I keep praying to the wrong thing. I keep getting the wrong results. Yeah. So he'll be like, oh, I need to get out of this jail. Um, I'm going to pray for these arm bars to remain sturdy yeah. and then the god of rust hears him oh okay yeah it's that, so it's, it's quite fun cool, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that until yeah. just now I don't hate that idea I like it yeah and that's just two magic systems I'm going to talk about one other because mm-hmm. uh, we both read it and it might annoy you a little bit because there's not there's never any a lot of cost mm-hmm. um, the Belgrade David Eddings it was so long ago I barely remember those books I like it just because it's no nonsense it's yeah. basically the will and the word yeah. if you have the will you it can make anything manifest. happen yeah and I, I like that and there are like it's it's basically if you push against something mm. you're going to get pushed back yeah because law of physics still apply but obviously they don't because it's magic 
I like uh, systems that are like okay uh, a movie that has has a tiny sliver of a philosophical idea mm. in the background of the plot. So, for instance, Matrix, uh, Adjustment Bureau, mm. something like that makes the movie plot more interesting. Um, and I think it's the same is true for fantasy system, um, magic systems where you can throw in tiny if you know about rocks write a magic system about rocks if you mm. know about fish yeah sure make a magic system about fish whatever because that um, slight edge in knowledge will make a believable interesting different magic system if you play with it yeah sure okay and yeah. that's basically Brandon Sanderson's whole lecture on magic systems oh okay nice uh, but I agree and um, uh, because it's based in something in this world, right? It's <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking at the cat and God, that cat looks comfortable. Yeah. I bought that thing. It's a big beanbag thing. Yeah. I bought that for Moa to be sitting in front of the fireplace. Yeah. And the cat definitely stole it and it's his uh, chair in front of the fireplace now. Looks so comfortable. Yeah. It's good to be a cat. Oh, Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Good with it, just be that comfortable. Yeah, and get fed, and your poop yeah. cleaned up, and everything. <laughs> Perfect. What do you do, <laughs> except for decimate bird populations? Well, it's a it's a transaction, though, right? They just walked in, decided, you have food, I'm cute. Yeah, let's make a transaction. <laughs> what uh, anything else about magic systems? Um, I don't know. You interrupted yeah. me. I don't. Remember. Sorry, it's been it's been a long day. It's been a long day. <laughs> should should we call it there? I tell you what. If there's any specific magic systems that you like, email us and we'll talk about them next time. And read the books. Let let's you know. I'll we, we probably them. we probably read the books anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, next time uh, I'll finish reading Gideon the Ninth Ugh. and recommend it to me. Uh, I wouldn't right now. Um, I wouldn't really recommend it to anybody. Again, it's well written. I just... Why? I won't be reading fantasy for a long time. Why? Because Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out and I need to catch up on Cyberpunk. Okay. So I read all the classics. I read uh, Mona Lisa Overdrive, Neuromancer, Mm. all of those. Um, Cyberpunk-ish things. You read Michael Connolly? Uh, which one? He's the guy who did um, uh, Carbon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he that. did better ones. Okay. I think it's Michael Conley. No, it's not. It's a uh, uh, Ford. What? Isn't it? Okay. Now I'm now you lost. Yeah. Me. Now I'm just saying words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I looked. I googled basically what to read before Cyberpunk. Yeah. And. Um, I've read all the things that they recommended. Okay. Except Snow Crash. Right. Uh, by Neil Stevenson. Okay. So that's uh, probably my next book. And then... Okay, next uh, time do you want to do Cyberpunk? Yeah, sure. Okay, next time we do Cyberpunk. It's okay, what are you going to read? Have you read Neuromancer? About what? Have you read Neuromancer by William Gibson? No. Should I? Yes. Was I meant to? Yeah. When? It's a classic. Was I meant to have read it? No. Okay. But you should have because it's uh, such a well thought of book. At least, and I remember it fondly, but I read it when I was young. I actually think I might have to reread it because 
Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't understand things when I was reading that shit. No, you generally don't. Yeah. Next week we'll do Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Right. Getting ready for Cyberpunk. Okay. All right. So I will watch uh, what Android Android dreams of sleep. Electric cheap. Electric cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And read Snow Crash. And maybe Bad Lita or something. Okay, I'll read the Richard Ford or Michael Connolly. I can't remember what he wrote, but he wrote some good stuff. Okay, I'm gonna read that those. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Neuromancer. Do it. Oh, uh, maybe. It's it's uh, probably one of the most famous of all right. those. I'll see. I'll see. Okay, I'll Google it and see what happens. Uh, also, um, the game is. Oh, we can do this in the next podcast. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Done. Do yeah. Okay. Uh, Cool. Leif, where can you f- people find us? What so should apparently, I know? Here we go. <laughs> uh, tangentaldiatribe at gmail.com uh, tangentaldiatribe at patreon.com um, tangentald on Twitter. Leif is on top of that one. Um, we're going to start up a Reddit soon. So, no, that's not as easy as it sounds. Of course it is. You just start a Reddit, don't you? No, you have to... Like, I, I was thinking about uh, recommending this... Uh, oh, not, not recommending, but yeah. doing a post about this podcast and uh, yeah. the fantasy uh, yeah. subreddit. Yeah. I have to be liked and approved comments yeah. and stuff. I haven't done that. Get on it. Yeah, I'm on it, but it, I, right. I can only write so much. Good, <laughs> good. Uh, Moses, thanks for the theme music. Um, I've been Ronan V. We'll see you next time. Or listen to us next time. See ya. Uh, that's life. Anyway, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>